Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Prospects are accepting their green room invites for the draft. That means it's close. It's I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the man behind the camera, zooming in on prospects in the green room as they slide in the draft. And with me, as always, is AJ. Sack production is meaningless, Marchese. Uh, actually, incorrect. My, uh, my rankings are literally just who has the most sacks, who has the least. Javon Roland Jones or whatever from Arkansas State <laughs> yeah. a couple of years ago. He's just the greatest edge rusher you've ever seen. Correct. Yeah. And uh, who else? Who else was there? Uh, oh, I'm blanking. Louis in attack. Jalen Ferguson. Thank you. Yeah. Today, we're continuing our 2021 NFL draft position rankings with the edge rushers and continuing our divisional draft previews with the NFC East. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 one, two, and one, two, three, four. Seven, seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Hi, this is Rob from the Seven Rounds in Heaven podcast. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, AJ, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Hey AJ, have you ever wished there was an app out there that would let you connect through audio and sport? Oh yeah, Rob, I, I've wished that many a times, especially when I never got the clubhouse invite. What if I told you Locker Room could cover you with a live audio only? sports talk platform what and it's free to download and to use and it's there's no uh rude invites that i don't get correct correct talk to me other fans athletes and insiders in real time i feel like talking to me is not as cool as talking to athletes <laughs> but hey you can perfect hey. for watch <laughs> just give out your phone number right now they can call you perfect for watch parties debates 
post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Locker Room allows you to start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, and react to everything in the sports world. You can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, executives in real time. Um, and all you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. And yeah, that's Locker Room for you, AJ. Uh, sounds pretty fucking sick. Yes. It's like being in a real locker room, except you don't have to leave your house, so it's like way better. It doesn't stink wherever you are, hopefully. Uh, there's no nudity. That's pretty cool. This, that's two big assumptions. <laughs> yeah, it's private nudity, if, if there's nudity. Okay, that's enough from you. <clears throat> uh, edge, edge rushers. Yeah, we can do that today if you want. Um. This this I like this class. I don't think there's I only have one first round grade, but I think overall there's a ton of depth. There's a bunch of like I think there's twenty or so guys who will go in the first five rounds. Um in, in all twenty of them I, I, I think there's a role for in the NFL. Mm-hmm. No, I I think that's fair. I was gonna ask you to start how many first round grades you have. Uh I have two. Uh, I think that twenty in the first five rounds is a is a pretty solid number. I'm right around there, maybe maybe nineteen. Um, yeah, a lot of unique players. Um, you know what I found? Uh, it's a really good effort group. Like sometimes you know, yes, you'll go through an edge group and the motors are eh, running cold. Sometimes pretty much everyone in this group, the, the motor runs hot, which I always appreciate. Um, how high do you think the highest edge rusher goes? Because you look at the different mock drafts, you'll see, you know, sometimes you'll see Quiddy Pay go 10. You'll see Aziz Ojolari go around there, too. You'll see, like, Joe Tryon. Like, it's kind of wide open right now. Where, where do you see the first guy coming off the board? I guess the Giants are an interesting spot, but I don't think they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings at 14 are definitely in the conversation. Um I guess I, I don't really see anybody, unless the Eagles do something wild, I don't really see anybody before the Vikings, at, unless the, or if there's a trade-up, of course. But, yeah, I don't see anybody before the Vikings looking at edge rusher. And then you've got a couple teams uh, between about picks 14 and 23, really, that mm-hmm. can take one. Yeah, I mean, I, I have two first-round grades, like I said. I don't have any top 20 grades, though. Um, so I, I, it's definitely more um, deep than top heavy, but I got a lot of guys, you know, between uh, there and, and the third round. There's a lot of top 100 guys in this group. Yeah, yeah. Like if I were to bet, I mean, edge rusher is such a premium position, but because of the depth and because I don't think any of the top guys are, are special, special, um, like I, I don't see a top uh, a guy coming off the board in the top 15. How many do you think end up going in the first round? In the uh, I, honestly, I don't know, man. It's tough. Like, like, like I, the the you would definitely set the over under a three and a half, right? Yeah, no, that that's that's a good number. Um, I was gonna say three, so I'll, I'll take the under. Um, but like, okay. it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all if if it over if it goes over again because it's such a premium position. Well, and really, I think um, if the Jets with their second first round pick don't take an edge, I think. 
they'll definitely take one at 34 and mm-hmm. that's where i kind of think the fourth edge comes off the board yeah no that that's that is fair um i definitely think we're gonna see a run on edge uh it could be like you know um 20 25 to 40 even that tight, tight of a frame it could be you know a little mm-hmm. little more into the 35 to 45 i i think there's gonna be a, a run even though like yeah i only have three guys with top 40 ish grades maybe four guys like i'm not i'm not super high on the top end of the script so i'll say four guys with top 40 grades um and then kind of it drops off to like the later second for me but i i think we're gonna see a, a good run on those guys in that range yeah and again i i think the the depth is the the best part about this yeah. class I, th- I just i just counted i think i have about 27 draftable edge rushers in this group it's a lot of guys that's a lot of guys that's is that second after wide receivers probably for you probably and if you look at now this again this is off wikipedia's position so yeah. this is just made up defensive ends but <laughs> last year there was only 18 um 2019 there's 26 2018 there's 23 2017 there's 25 2016 there's only 17 so i think this will be up 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 there with 2019 with a higher number yeah no i, I definitely definitely agree what'd you say your number was 27 yeah yeah i I think that's that's reasonable i like there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys like other thing yeah go ahead sorry there's there's a lot of guys who offer different skill sets too Mm -hmm. right like yeah obviously when you look into that more of the guys in probably the your 14 to 27 edge range there's there's some guys who are better fits as just sam linebackers there's Mm -hmm. there's some guys who offer like Malik Caring, for example, that's a guy I really like. Uh, who I think you can get mid to late day three. Who's who plays inside a ton too, right? And can be a, a three tech on yeah. passing downs. Like, there's a lot of really interesting skill sets within the group. Like Charles Snowden's another guy. Yeah. Chris Rump. There's there's tons of really interesting guys. Lots of Sam options um, to come from this group as well. No, Dad, I actually have. I, I did Herring as an IDL, uh, but no, there. I totally agree. There's, it's, it's really a pick your flavor type of class, and even, even at the top, even for the more traditional guys, it, it's still like you know. Well, my ahead. top three guys are all very different. Um, yeah. In terms of skill set and, and body type, even. Yeah. No, for sure. There's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of length in this group. There's a lot of like really tall guys. It's also um, some short guys. Also some short guys. Yeah, it's it's again, it's really it's really thirty one flavors of a uh, of edge rusher here. Um, thirty two flavors would have been funnier because thirty two NFL teams. It's a Baskin uh, okay. Robbins joke. Yeah, I know, but like that would have tied in both things. Baskin Robbins doesn't have thirty two flavors; only have thirty one. Thirty two would be ridiculous. And they'll never idiot. add thirty two. Okay. <laughs> Um, I think the most interesting of the superlatives here is who who do you think has the highest floor in the class? Tough, it's, it's tough cool. question. Yeah, ultimately, uh, it's a it's a pretty raw class. Yes, that that's very very true as well. Uh, speaking of very raw, I went to one of the rawest. And speaking of lack of sack production, I went with Jason Owe from Penn State as the highest floor. Oh shit! No, I thought you said highest ceiling. I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I wrote it. I wrote it opposite. No, highest ceiling, Jason Owe. Uh, highest floor, spoiler alert, highest floor, I, I'm going to put uh, Aziz Ojolari, who is my top guy. Okay. Um, for highest floor, I think uh, it, it's it's a pretty interesting conversation because, again, it, it's a pretty raw group. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to argue anyone who's 
not one of the top three guys, assuming we have the same top three guys. I think you would argue Boogie Basham just I, you know, because he's yeah. I, I he, that thought crossed my mind, but like I, I have him more in the late second, early third round for for me personally. He, so like I felt like just weird putting him like that. Yeah, yeah. He just to me he of that kind of that second third tier yeah. of the group. He is by far I think the highest floor. But when it comes to that top tier, um, Aziza Ojolari is uh is he's actually my highest ceiling so that's a uh, that's funny but um I, I think he's a good pick because you kind of feel like no matter what he's gonna have sack production in the nfl yeah no exactly and and honestly uh, like again he, he's not 21 yet um so he's young and like he can definitely be your highest ceiling guy I, i'm not gonna argue there either um it's just with like you said the whole group is kind of raw um Boogie, Boogie Basham crossed my mind, but I'm like, I felt a little weird going to my edge seven to put on for my, my highest uh, floor guy. So, yeah, uh, for the youth, and like you said, it feels like he's going to come in and, and produce. Like, um, like the, the okay, with him, obviously an incredibly explosive athlete. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can point to the lack of size, but he doesn't lack arm length. Yeah. Which so, I think is a big thing yeah he doesn't like arm length and he's like he's he's strongly built he's 6'2 249 ish mm-hmm. uh with 34 and a half inch arms but he's not he's not your typical like like patrick jones you, you throw him and um bigger guy than, than ojalari um way more linear and, and just way way you know like slight frame uh ojalari maybe a little slight on the bottom but he's broad chested and he's well built up top and then yeah like he's, you said he's long he's, as hell he's not He's not built um, like Chase on last year, who no. have had similar explosion yeah. and upside, but was uh, uh, yeah, kind of a lot more wiry um, and felt like more of a projection versus with Aziz Ojolari, although he does lack size, he's got the sack production, he's got that explosive first step. He's got, I think my biggest takeaway from watching him was how um, impressed I was with his hand use already. Mm-hmm. Like he's obviously, yeah, the, the athleticism, the bend that stands out and big time motor. Um, yeah. but the X factor really with him is how, how I guess developed his hands are for such a young pass rusher. Yeah, for sure. And it, like he uses that length really well. Like he also doesn't let, uh, guys get, get their length on him. Let their, let his, the hands work in on him. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and then like you said, it, it, you, you put that with the explosiveness. Uh, there's a lot of pop in his hands too for a smaller guy, especially. Uh, he's got a lot of power. He flashes speed to power. Um, yeah. you, you see like pulling guards. He takes them on nicely. He pops them good. And then like you, you throw all that in, and I think he's already a really solid run defender. Um, and, and that kind of maybe ties in more with his motor, motor, but um, and, mm-hmm. and the ability to kind of be slipping inside. Um, like I don't, I don't think he's gonna be a big time edge setter, uh, but no. he's not bad. And you see him like no. crash down and make plays really well in the run. I think there was a, a fourth and short stuff against Tennessee that that was really impressive, where obviously he was on the edge and just crashed. It was like a, a you know, a, like just an, just an ISO up the middle and he crashed in and took care of it. Maybe even on the on the, on the other side on the other a gap. But yeah, so I, I think just all those things said and done, um, something to bet on, something to bank on, and uh, again, super high ceiling, uh, and the, but the floor is is plenty high as well. Just one last thing about him, I think. A lot of people, um, maybe who don't watch the tape, would look at his size. Yeah. And a lazy take with him would be, well, he's not going to be a productive run defender. Yeah. But I'm glad you mentioned, no, he's not the best in the class. 
but it's not really an issue. No, no, like yeah, like like he's he's stout. Considering all things considered, he he, yeah. he he's a solid enough edge setter, and like mm-hmm. you said, he makes backside plays because of that big hustle. Yeah, and he, he's just he's violent. He's balls of the wall. Um, he, there are larger edge rushers in this class who are worse uh, run defenders than him uh, for sure. Yeah, for, for, definitely. Um, my highest floor is also another guy you could even argue for high ceiling. Um, I went with Quiddy Pay here. Partially, obviously, he is one of the freakiest athletes in this group. Um, doesn't have the same, quite the same sack production uh, as Aziz Ojolari, mm-hmm. but I think with that athleticism, and though he he his hands are still very very raw, he plays with phenomenal leverage. Another guy who has a big time motor. Um, I think he consistently sets the edge. He plays. He's got uh, good power at the point of attack. Um, and, and kind of my deciding factor because I was debating a couple guys here because again there's no clear highest floor guy I don't think yeah his his ability to kick inside really is yeah. what put him over the top for me and, and be such a productive player inside for two years at Michigan um, he, he spent a ton of time playing inside on passing downs and um, yeah so I, I think when you that that versatility to play up and down the line that rare athleticism and in his his stoutness, I guess, in the mm-hmm. run game, that's kind of what settled him as uh, I, I put him for best bet for kind of all the reasons you just said. And, uh, yeah. Like, like you said, uh, 6'2", 261, he, he's built. He's he's very well built. Um, like, like you know, the, the lower body is, is strong. The, the top is strong. And then you throw all that in with the, with the big-time athleticism. Um, like such crazy lower body quickness and fluidity for for a guy that's two sixty, um, explosive and twitchy, like all the buzzwords that you put for a good athlete, uh, he's got it. And then another guy, uh, motor is great. Um, he he gets production off of effort and athleticism alone. Like you said, raw as hell with his hands. Like there's really no pass rush plan at this point for him. Yeah, um, that's that's it. But if you can put that together, like that's his one missing piece. That's yeah. why I don't have a first round grade on him. Um, I do. The the thing that he is missing is that yeah that pass rush plan and just he doesn't seem to like a lot of the time he seems to just rely purely on that athleticism. Yeah. Uh, to to and uh, leverage to to create some pass rush, but if he can unlock those hands, like he, I think he can become a like this is lofty, but I think he he's got the tools to be a Cam Jordan type of player if he can unlock those hands. Uh, that that's that's not um, ridiculous at all, and yeah, he, he like he flashes some big time leverage, power, um, speed, yeah. to power, and he's just a really solid solid run defender. Like you can see him use the athleticism to um, and, and you know quite a few guys in this group do it. Where like you know he'll be on a block and then he'll kind of just flash and get off the block and make the tackle in the hole. Um, and yeah, his 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 shedded tackle is yeah. one of maybe the best in the group. Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a few or a couple of guys that are really good at it, but no, he's yeah, he's, yeah, for sure. And and yeah, and then again, the body, um, the athleticism, and like he's just he's really he has really good lower body balance. Really good power generated from his legs, obviously, because you can see in the athleticism. You know, you're just you're just knocking. He hasn't started that many games. Um, the production isn't that big. Um, the, there's no pass rush plan, which is the, obviously the, the most clear knock on him. And and I think like his eyes aren't great yet. You can get he can get lost with misdirection. But 
Um, that's all going to come in time. So I, like, I'm not, I'm not really worried. Like obviously it, it takes a lot of work to become a really nuanced and effective pass rusher, uh, working on your hands in the NFL. But, um, I'm not too worried about it because everything else is already there. Mm. Um, okay. And you said your highest ceiling is Jason away, who obviously is of this freaky athletic group. Yeah. yeah. The freakiest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's but. Yeah. But has the the least sack production, um, it, at least in my top ten uh, edge edge rushers, just seven sacks uh, in three years at Penn State. But six five two fifty seven with ridiculous testing numbers, and it's obvious he's a freaky athlete on tape. Um, really, really raw, but mm-hmm. so flexible for that size, and such an easy mover, and the first guy off the ball every time. So you can understand if he can really put it all together like uh, his ceiling is incredibly high yeah like like you said he's just a big old ball of potential uh he's ready to mold i don't see like too many bad habits with him either like he, he can get a bit high which you know that, that that'll take some some work um and like you said he's just raw as hell so like it, there's, there's a difference between being raw and having bad habits and i think he's just yeah raw that's a good um, point yeah so like how, he, how high sorry how high do you think he'll end up going just because of all he he's obviously a traits based prospect yeah but again sack production really is an overrated thing uh, yeah, when, you, when you, you're seeing him destroy like Indiana for example yeah like um, you, you he's throwing the tape away with any sacks he's getting to the quarterback it's just the quarterback's yes. got the ball out of his hands like it's so so how high do you think he ends up going like what do you think his ceiling is in the, in the draft. Um, I, I like if he, I, I don't think this is, he's going to be the pick, but if he is the Jets pick at 23, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, like he's a, he's a better player than Yeter Grossman toss coming to Penn State last year. I agree. Yeah. So he, he, in my, my grade is a 25 to 40 range. So he's a borderline first round pick for me. Um, he's a top 50 lock. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred, hundred percent. I think he's a top 40 lock. Um, Cause like you throw that for okay, we'll, we'll start from the start. He's six five two fifty seven <laughs> with thirty four and a half inch arms. Check all those boxes, um, and then he ran a four three seven, which again pro day and it's, it's Penn State. But but even add even, a, a decimal one and it's still does it, it does, Yeah, if he ran a four five flat, that's still amazing. He you can't fake a broad though. He had what eleven two broad that was that's ridiculous. Uh, elite agility too, um, and you you throw on the tape and you see it. You see the explosion and twitch right away. Um, another guy, uh, I think maybe he's better than pay at doing it. Um, maybe not as consistent, but the, the flashes are bigger, uh, who can separate and make that, that tackle play in an instant. He, he switchy at that point. Um, I, I think there is a little more, little more nuance than he gets credit for. Like, like if he, I, I think he knows when to attack a tackle pretty well. Um, like I think you see him, like some guys come off balance. And he knows when to, to make them pay for that. Um, high effort guy. So like usually when you you get a a guy like this, um, the the most the thing you're most worried about is does he work on his craft? Does he put all 100 percent onto the field? I think he does. Um, so like I, I don't, that doesn't really concern me too much. And and that athleticism doesn't just flash as a pass rusher and between the tackles, um, you see his athleticism chasing outside runs down. Uh, making an, um, angle tackles that you don't think he has the angle on. Um, like Trey Sermon's not a, a speedster or anything, but uh, cutting he cut some crazy angles down on, on Trey Sermon. Um, there's a lot to work with. He's raw as hell, but I, I think he has the biggest potential of anyone. 
Like my my comp is Daniel Hunter, who I, I think obviously took a little bit of time to come on in the NFL and now is one of the best uh, in the league. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, Daniel Hunter's the perfect example of focusing more on the traits yeah. than the, at the actual sack production. I think he had one and a half sacks at LSU. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, who's your value pick? Edge rusher you think you can get day three? Uh, okay, okay, day three. So I, I was gonna, I was gonna juggle this around, but no, I'm gonna. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go Jordan Smith. Well, tell me who, tell me who you originally had though. No, it's it's not. It was gonna be just like I'm higher than him. I think than 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 some people. I like I, I'm really high on Peyton Turner. I wanted to put him here, but I'll, I'll save it. I'm really high. I, I don't think you he's going day three. Sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fair. I think he's going to go in the third round is why I, I, think so I, I didn't want to put him here. Uh, no, it's Sock Jordan Smith from uh, UAB who oh, – like, Also a good pick. Yeah, a big big buzz like coming to the season, and it, it kind of fizzled a little bit. But I remember Dane Brugler was talking about him as a first-round guy at one point. Yeah, and then – I like so I was always kind of a little lower on him because that's all I am. If I see someone get overhyped, I immediately kind of don't like him as much. It's a, I don't know if it's a bad habit. It's just the way I am. Um so I was like that with Jordan Smith, and, and then when you watch him, he's a really, really good football player, and it's like he's getting slept on now. Uh, another guy, six six, two fifty five. So he's got all the size. Um, he was a big recruit. He he went to Florida. He got suspended with a credit card scandal, and then went JUCO and ended up at UAB. Um, like he had solid production at UAB. Um, I think I think he had eight sacks last year. I, I don't have his twenty twenty numbers up. Um, and then you know he, he's got the issues for for a tall guy, but. Like, you know, the guys will get under him. He'll play high at times. But with – he didn't test, but he's got some – you know, you see the explosiveness. He's got an explosive get off. Yeah. Um, there's some twitch to him. Uh, the closing speed is big time. Like, he needs to get stronger in setting the edge and stuff. And I, I was kind of disappointed at Senior Bowl. He, he didn't stand out poorly, like negatively or positively. Just was kind of yeah. there. Um, but those – like, I don't know. If he was at a bigger school, and I think I'll say this about another guy in a second, uh, like those traits get you drafted higher. You know what I mean? Like it, he's he's it, better than where he's going to go. I think. I, I'm with you completely on everything you said with him. The you you bet on that, especially in the fourth round. You bet on that size, that athleticism. He's got solid hand use too, um, and he plays really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have to. He he does have to um, do a better job. His his issues to me with setting the edge is he almost he's just not super disciplined. It's not that he can't just anchor down and do it. it yeah. It's more that he he he's trying to make the play, which that's I would rather have that than have him just being blown out of the water. You know no, what I mean? That's a good point. That's a good point. I agree. Um, and he's got he's got surprising flexibility and bend. I think for a, for a taller pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um. And you mentioned Peyton Turner. You mentioned Jordan Smith. Uh, and obviously, you did Cam Sample last week. I'm going to do him for my value pick this week. Um, Tulane. In uh, the value you're getting with Cam Sample is that he can play on the edge. He can play three tech. He can play four eye. He can play five tech. Like he can play all over that defensive line. Um, and, and he obviously had a huge senior bowl week. And I think he, like, I don't think he's going to although how i love him so much i don't think he's going on day two like i think he is a in that same range as jordan smith um in that versatility 
his his power, his ability to to play the run, his his, um, his motor too as well. Yeah. And like he, he he's not the same athlete as some of these other guys. He might not necessarily have that same upside, but he's a really fundamentally sound player who who adds that uh, the versatility to play all 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 along D line. Um, he's not gonna wow you with his bend, but I, like I really like his speed to power. I think that's his move. Uh, he's got some some damn strong, uh, bull, a damn strong bull rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we saw his hands uh, at the senior bowl creating all kinds of problems, both as a three tech and on the edge. Um, I, that I think that's really the guy I'm pounding the table for. But again, a lot of these group of five guys are really interesting. Yeah, like like I think I agree with you. I think Sample's going mid-ish fourth round. Yeah, uh, I I have him in my top. Uh, like I have a top 100 grade on him. Uh, no, I like Cam Sample. I just, you know, I had him in my ID, as an IDL, and he was in my top ten. Um, I think he'll he'd be like edge thirteen for me or so. He's my edge eleven, so that sounds way right. Okay, okay. Um, but you you you're, you have Greg Rousseau edge uh, thirty two, so correct. Uh, who's your sleeper? I'm going combo here, and and like, this isn't that deep. These are kind of like. Mid fourth to mid fifth round guys. I'm not. I'm not going that deep on them, but I still think Dalen Hayes and Adi Ogundeji. Ooh, I almost bungled that. Uh, the Notre Dame guys. I think they're still getting slept on. I think. I think they're just both solid players. Uh, not not special and and kind of different guys, but I don't know, man. Like like Ogundeji's got, got a little more length to him. He's like six four, two fifty six, uh, over thirty five inch arms. Uh, Hayes a little little. Little more down to earth, but a little thicker. Six four two sixty one with thirty two inch arms. Uh, I think they're they're both like I think they both kind of work their asses off. Uh, apparently, like big big character guys. Um, I think they're both oh like underrated run run defenders. Uh, yeah. They neither tested great, but like I think they're both underrated athlete. Hayes is the better athlete. Um, like they're not they're not special guys, but I think. I think like people are like really low on them, um, and I think you're you're gonna get both of these guys to come in and like be good rotation guys. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I got draftables on both of them. Um, I have Addy a little bit higher than Hayes. Uh, they're like back to back for me in my age class. Yeah, I, I have Hayes right above Addy. I think Hayes a better run defender. Addy's got a little more pass rush to him. Yeah, but, he, had, uh, he had like seven yeah, bo- sacks last year too. Hey, uh, both of Odi Odi both of them, I think, are going to stick on rosters and be yeah. the rotation. Yeah, I agreed. I agree with you. Uh, okay, I, my, my, my sleeper is Malcolm Koontz. Um, people start, seem to be all over the map with him. Yeah, I put him I deep he, because I, I don't know where uh, people are. But, yeah, I'm a big fan as well. Yeah, like I, I would firmly take him in the fourth round. Um, he similar build to uh, Aziz Ojolari. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like almost like the day three watered down version of him is kind of my takeaway. <laughs> not not quite the same athlete. Doesn't have quite the same length to him. Yeah. But the bend in the hands, the hands get me with him. He now he he's got issues as, as a run defender, no doubt. But if I can get him in the fourth round to inject some pass rushes as, as a situational pass rusher, like I think he's really worth developing, and I think he's got starter upside to him with those hands and with that ability to bend the edge. Um, I have no idea where he'll go though. Yeah, me me neither. Like, I think he's going mid late day three. Um, I have an early fifth on him. 
Um, I, I, yeah, I'm also a big fan. Like you said, he's very similar size to Ojolari. He's, he's 6'2", 249. I think that's like the exact same size. Um, also, like pretty nice length, not not quite the length of Ojolari. Um, but yeah, you, you see the athleticism. You know, he can bend, he can dip. Um, the hands are really good. Like he's got quick hands. Uh, he's got a nice rip. He's another guy. Good patience. He he knows when to attack the tackle. Um, some like you know he can play standing up. You can play in the three point. I, I like yeah. He needs to improve his especially his strength against the run. Um, but the effort isn't lacking against the run either. Um, he, he's a he's a good balance player. I think I definitely think people are sleeping on Malcolm Coons, Coons, and he's another guy that I think if he was at a bigger name university, not that U Buff isn't one of the best schools in the country, but I, I think those are like I, I know he's undersized, so maybe maybe that's the issue too. But um, I, I think he'd get a lot more buzz if he was at a bigger school and wouldn't be seeing his stock in the seventh round. All right, my deep sleeper is uh, well, he's not really a deep sleeper, but. Like he's not in my top twenty, so I felt I felt okay putting him here. William Bradley King, uh, from Baylor, Arkansas State transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, really solid senior bowl week. Yeah, I just he he just doesn't get talked about all that much either. Um, he didn't have a ton of sack production at Baylor this year, but just a guy who knows how to use his hands, and I'm gonna bet on that on on mid late day three UDFA wherever he ends up. Like I think he's making the. Uh, on a roster yeah no i think that's uh it's fair and like you know he, he's, he's he's like he feels longer than he is like he's what like six three two fifty or so and yeah. 33 inch arms but i he plays longer than that i think um solid athlete no i i think so too like like fifth sixth rounds maybe more sixth round i i like i like wbk and, and Kuntz was your deep sleeper right yeah yeah my my wild cards away. Who I think makes the most sense, but who do you have? Gregory Rousseau, who I think makes the most sense. <laughs> Both massive. Yeah. Rousseau's weird because I just think the NFL's higher on him than like draft Twitter, which I'm including us when I say draft Twitter. Yeah, go, go follow follow us on Twitter at Seven Rounds in Heaven. Uh, yeah, I mean you're right because like Daniel Jeremiah is usually the the good. Uh, indicator of how the nfl feels and he's got him in this like 13th overall or something like that yeah like i i just kind of to me it's a foregone conclusion that he'll go in the first round even though i don't think he should <laughs> that's fair i i i don't like let's talk let's talk russo here um it, yeah wait, wait wait it's gonna be great when he goes first round as these ojolari doesn't it's like that wouldn't make any sense to me i of course not. Of course. But, okay, yeah. So, hold on. Rousseau, like you said, he's massive. He's 6'7", 266. Uh, near 35-inch arms, 11-inch hands, if you want to throw that in there, too. He didn't test that well, though. Like, he, he, 468, that's nice. Mavert, solid, decent, broad, poor agility. Like, that, to me, is like, uh, what's the point? Like, like yeah, he's huge. And, and I'm not I'm not saying he, I'm, I'm, he's, he should be a day three pick, but. No. But, like, one year of production – didn't play this 15 year. And a half, 15 and a half sacks as a redshirt freshman. Yeah. A lot of those sacks came where he, when he lined up at nose tackle. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is weird to hear, but yeah. Yes. And a, a lot of – the t- looking at sack production, for example, with him in a way, a lot of Russo's sacks, I don't think – the way they came at Miami, they're not going to come that way in the NFL. No. And with a way, he's not coming away with sacks, but he's creating constant pressure that he – 
he's got this blueprint of how it, that will work in the NFL, right? Yeah. Like they're that, that that's fun that they're, they're I think those those are the two biggest wild cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like I, the Russo thing. It's you're completely betting on traits, but he's not a freak athlete. He's really long. He's got good hands. He uses his length pretty well, but he's also lining up again at nose tackle and overwhelming college centers with that length. Yeah. In one-on-one pass, like Miami did a really good job setting him up um, for like one-on-one pass rush with centers. It's just not going to work that way in the NFL. So I just think it's so much projection for a guy who isn't some unbelievable athlete like Away is. And maybe maybe this is silly, but if he didn't have fifteen sacks, uh, like would he even be considered a t- top sixty guy? If he had eight sacks, uh, he. I don't think he'd be considered a first round guy. Yeah, yeah, like like the stock is like I'm I'm like in the late second, early third. So it's it's not like um I think he's a scrub or anything, but. No, like you said, just the way he, he he wins, and a lot of that production comes lined up over college centers, and and it, it, they they look so easy because he's just longer and, and and more athletic than those guys inside. Um, I don't know. I I I I'm not gonna be sold that he's a, a an end all be all first round pick though, and I understand why you are. You're probably right, but I'm still not 100 percent sure. I wouldn't do it though. No, I would no, I wouldn't do it either. Uh, okay, your best bet's Quiddy Pay. Mine is Gregory Russo's teammate Jalen Phillips. Although he does have that injury history, I don't care. I think he, mm-hmm. to me, he's overwhelmingly the best and most complete pass rusher in this class. Um, I think if he didn't have that injury history and that weird situation at UCLA, like he would overwhelmingly be considered uh, a first round guy. Um, he is more, way more athletic than Gregory Rousseau. Yeah, he is six five two sixty. I think he's got the best hands in the class, and I think he's got one of the best motives in the class. I think he is, just in terms of on the field, the safest player in the, or the best bet, I guess, as a complete edge player in this class, and a guy who can kick inside. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's true too. I'm really high on him. Um, I agree with most, most of what you said. I don't think he's got the best hands in the class. I mean. I, Who I does? Th- Boogie? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think, like, like everything is there. Like, his hand, I'm not saying his hands are bad. It's just, like... He's got... To me, he had, he, he showed... Uh, like, his swipe move is better than pretty much anybody else's pass rush move in this class. He's got a rip and dip. He's got um, uh, a club swim. Like, he, he yeah. broke up... Broke out a, a pretty diverse pass rush package. Um that I don't think is rivaled by many other people. Um, I would say, the to me, the the three best hands guys in this class are Phillips, Ojolari, and Boogie Basham. Maybe my my issue comes more against the run, where I just see him uh, not use his length as well and kind of just, just crash, you know what I mean? And, and more of a, a body checking than, than, you know, stacking and shedding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's a, that's a little a little where I am, but I'm still really high. Like I have an early second round grade. Um, he's my fourth edge. Spoilers. Uh, I, I like one. I like him. I like him a lot. Not as much as me. No, no, obviously not. And like like you said, I wonder. Like, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, I wonder who are different, because we're going to have uh, three of the same top four for sure, so I wonder who differs. We'll see. Um, yeah, no, I, I, like like you said, tested really well. You ran a 4.58. Um, agility was good. The jumps were good. Like, he's he's got the size. Uh, you can stand him up. You can put him in the dirt. You can kick him inside. Uh, I think you're with me in agreeing that it's weird that Gregory Rousseau's hype is the way it is. Jalen Phillips, Phillips is the is like better football the better prospect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was a bigger recruit, if you want to throw it back to that. Obviously, just his journey has been weird. and weird. Um, I don't know. But, but even if you want to boil it down to that, it's still both of them one years. So what's what's the difference? Like, I don't Very know. true. Maybe uh, maybe the NFL is still surprised that it Because I, I didn't think it was going to click for, for Phillips in Miami. I kind of wrote him off a bit. And then immediately, week one, he's like, holy shit, okay, it's, it's all here. And then he, he just kept building on it, building on it, building on it. Uh, maybe the NFL still kind of a, a surprise. <laughs> and you're also su- a surprise, AJ? No, Rob, tell me. Uh, new ad read. <laughs> Sick, thanks. <laughs> Your outdoor experience could be better. Clearly better. K-Nun sun- sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity using japanese optics canon's lenses are clearer lighter and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch with frames handcrafted in italy canon sunglasses elevate your experience outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination use the exclusive code canoncast15 at Kanon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K E N O N C A S T 1 5. Kanon. Clearly better. And you know what else is clear, clearly better, AJ? Uh, we got new ad. Bet, bet online? They're still here, right? Yep. yep. Yes. That's right. That was my because wager, and I won, baby. Nothing says baseball season like betting on 15 games in a day do they ever play that many i don't know but yeah they do if they do you can bet on all of them and uh hey the masters coming up that's actually something that's super fun to bet on bet on bet on golf every two weeks is what i'm saying what's the difference why 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 is it just got to be the masters every two weeks there's money to be made on golf aj's not an elitist and you have to respect it yeah, the T- TPC Sawgrass, yes. Scottsdale Open, Weights Management Open, whatever. Yes, please. Bet online as you cover for all the odds and real-time up- updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Okay, um, before we jump in... Do you want to give me some of the guys who just missed the cut for you? I don't know how many you want yeah, okay, to say. Okay. But. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do my uh, 15 to 11. Uh, all these guys are kind of like uh, fourth and higher, okay? Mm-hmm. 15 for me, the aforementioned Jordan Smith, uh, late fourth, kind of early fifth. Uh, my comp for him is Aaron Lynch, who I've always liked more. Uh, I think he's a good football player. Uh, 14 for me, also been mentioned, Patrick Jones from Pitt. You got a late fourth round on him. Uh, Alex Okafor comp. Uh, 13 for me, the other Miami edge rusher, uh, Quincy Roche. 
got an early fourth on him. Uh, my comp is Shane Ray, even though I think he's going to have a better career. Uh, 12 for me, Rashad Weaver from Pitt. There's a lot of repeats goals in this class. Uh, I got a late third on him. Uh, my comp is Derek Barnett. And 11 for me is uh, Deo Odiangbo. Uh, <laughs> mid-third round grade on him. My comp is Jason Hatcher, throwing it back a bit. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm going to give you 20 to 11 in a comp for all of them. Just We're trying to say as many. We're setting our PR for most names set on a podcast. Okay. Okay, 20, Chris Rump from Duke. Jamie Collins comp. 19, Charles Snowden from Virginia. Lorenzo Carter comp. 18, Patrick Jones from Pitt. Marcus Golden comp. 17, Patrick Johnson from Tulane. Uchenna Nwosu comp. 16, Rashad Weaver from Pitt. Uh, Derek Morgan comp. 15, Quincy Roche from Miami. Malik Reed comp. 14, Malcolm Kuntz from Buffalo. Now, this is a high projection comp slash what this guy was early in his career. Shaq Barrett. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, but this isn't 19 and a half sack, sacks, Shaq Barrett. This is like six and a half off the bench in Denver. Uh, 13, <laughs> Jordan Smith from UAB. Uh, Michael Johnson comp. Um, 12, Peyton Turner of Houston, who I'm assuming is in your top 10. Yeah. Uh, Dietrich Weiss comp. And then 11, Cam Sample of Tulane with the Charles Johnson comp. My uh, so it's funny. I got a couple comps that I have for for different guys. Um, my Malcolm Coons comp is Obo, who I think we both loved coming out. But like, I think he's gonna have as good, if not a better career than Obo did. Yeah, no, better career than Shaq Barrett, and a better career than Shaq Barrett. Okay, give me give me your ten to six. Okay, we're getting to the big boys now. Uh, ten for me is Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. My comp is Marcus Golden. Um, I like the the Golden comp for Patrick Jones too. It's just I already had it on Perkins. Uh, I got a mid-third round grade on him. Uh, nine for me, Joe Trion. Trion, I'm still not even sure. Uh, late second, early third round grade from Washington. Uh, my comp is Marcus Davenport. Eight for me, Gregory, Gregory Rousseau. Uh, late second, early third round grade. My comp is Michael Johnson. <laughs> Seven for me, wow. Boogie Basham. Uh, late second, early third. Uh, I'm going to give you like, he's a blend of these two guys, okay? It's a weird one. Adrian Claiborne was a little more his size, but I think he's he's better. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blend him with Everson Griffin. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what came to me. And uh, six for me, you're right. He's in my top ten. Peyton Turner uh, from Houston, a big fan of his. Uh, most pleasant surprise for me over this uh, getting ready for this group. My comp is Preston Smith. That, that's a lofty one, but I'm a fan. I have a different Preston Smith comp. <laughs> Let's Peyton hear Turner's your... really good. He is really good. Um, okay, 10, Joe Trion, Washington. So we're both on the same page kind of with him. Yeah. Not that first-round guy that we've heard. I uh, know. Uh, 91st on my board, Sam Hubbard comp. 10, Deo from Vandy, 85th on my board, Preston Smith comp. Really like him. I think had he not gotten hurt and yeah. we got to see him test, it would have really helped. Me too. Uh, 8, Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma, Carl Lawson comp, 81st on my board. 7, Gregory Rousseau from Miami, 77th on the board, Carlos Dunlap comp, different bangle. And 6, Jason Away, Penn State, 48th on my board, J.D. Clowney comp. Okay, so always are, are, are different. That, that's our top four different. Yeah, I boogie bash in my top five. Um, Who do you want to start with? Dale? Let's, 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 no, let's do Joe Trion quick. Okay. Obviously opted out. Um, r- really ex- explosive athlete, but 
stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, good power rusher. Not the most overwhelming speed as an outside rusher. And again, lacks that bend. Great motor. Really undisciplined yeah. as an edge defender. He's a, You're really betting on developmental upside with him. Yeah, it's kind of like... like He's kind of weird because, like, like, you know, it's like one of his compliments will be a negative even though it should be a compliment to something else. Like, his strength will be a compliment, but it won't be, if that makes any sense. Like, like he does have good power, but then, like, I, like I think Jake Curhan in 2019 gave it to him a little bit. He was a, he was a yeah, big guy. Jake Curhan playing <laughs> Playing out of position to tackle, and he's a borderline draftable guy uh, who should be a guard. Um, he just – yeah, I do too. <laughs> and like, like he is like I think he's got solid strength at the POA point of attack. Uh, but yeah, he, he's not a super great edge setter. He can get small between the gaps and uh, get pressure inside. Like he's got a good quick inside move. Um, like it's funny. Like sometimes you'll see him like struggle to get off a tight end. Other times you'll see him absolutely toss tight ends. He just got to be be more consistent. All, all the traits are there. Um, He's just got to be more consistent, and I don't see why you'd bet on him in the first round, um, in any situation. And you add on that he didn't play this year. It's again, he, he looks the part. He's six five, two sixty, and yeah, and he's a good athlete. But it's yeah, it's hard. a it's too much of a wager. Uh, with Deo, I love Deo. Huge played a, had to play a lot of like actual five tech mm-hmm. and four eye for Vandy. Uh, and, and can play inside too, uh, as like a three tech. He play, played freaking zero at times and won. Lots of versatility up and down the line. Solid athlete, great leverage, a lot of power in his hands. Uh, really great run defender. I think he's gonna be an NFL starter for for a while as long as he stays healthy. And and he's got upside to him too. Like like you said, um, if he was healthy, he has an Achilles injury right now. Um, you see that he's a good athlete. Like, so if he tested, I think that would have bumped his stock uh, significantly. Um, and like mm-hmm. I said, he's 6'5", 285 with 35-inch arms. Uh, check, check, check. Um, like I said, you can kick him inside and the power shows up. You can win inside with power over, over guards and centers. Um, you can play him almost anywhere on the front between his size and athleticism. Uh, that's why I agree. You, I think you're getting a starter um, regardless. And he's got some big upside because I think he's still kind of kind of raw. Um, I think he's more of a hand flailer mm-hmm. than a hand fighter right now, so he's got to work on some of that. Um, not a lot of counters in this game. And he plays high, which which might be a, a long-term concern. Um, and he's a bit top-heavy. Like he, he, He's not the most balanced guy. Um, but I think he should be firmly a third-round guy. Uh, with Ronnie Perkins, obviously he lacks size, but he's a terror off the edge. Like He, yeah. he plays hard as hell. Um Needs to develop his hands more, but can get up and on, like he can get under tackles and use mm-hmm. that leverage to beat them. Yeah. Um, Just gotta do it more consistently. Yeah, and like he he can bend the edge. I think he starts off as he like a rotational pass mm-hmm. rusher, adds juice. Like he's not a. I don't think he'll be a full time starter right away, and yeah. it's gonna take some time. But yeah, so like I think the Carl Lawson path to success would make sense for him. Yeah, I, I think I had a Lawson comp and I changed it. Um. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, he's a little, like, he's a solid athlete, but he's a little tight uh, lower body, which I feel like applies to a decent amount of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's got good linear speed, but he's not overly explosive or twitchy. But, like, he, he's well-built. He's strong. Um, yeah, I think 
I think like yeah, I think it's gonna take some time, but I, I think he's gonna turn into like a, a solid starter. And with Peyton Turner, Peyton Turner I think is one of the safest, at least like in the six to fifteen range might be the safest. Yeah, I I, I love Peyton Turner. Like he's six five two seventy. Um, yeah, he's huge. Thirty five inch arms had a really nice senior bowl as well. Um, he's he's got he's kind of like Dale. He's he's high cut. He's got like top thickness and length um and another guy huge effort maybe one of the best in the class uh good get off good quick niche uh for that size he can he can dip a bit and bend um he knows how to get narrow in, in the gaps and, and knife for tackles um like he's, inside. yeah yeah exactly he's way more bend than lots you of guys expect can. sorry lots of guys in this class can play inside yeah no it's a very versatile class and like um like his inside move is a bit uh, laborious. It opens it up to get out leverage, which is one of his big uh, concerns. And his plan's a bit lacking as right now. But he's got a nice swipe. Um, just, just another kind of like Dale. He can get a bit high. He can get a bit narrow, and kind of lose there. Um, and I like to see him just like he makes some really nice tackles, but he can struggle kind of at the finishing point. So I just like to see him clean that up a bit. And I, I think he's got big time upside, but like with not a crazy low floor. Like I would said, love to see him. Safe. I, w- yeah. I, w- I would love to see him on a team like maybe not New England because they've already got teacher quests, but like Miami. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um. All right, you want to give me your five to one? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, five for me from the University of Texas, Joseph Osai. Uh, late second round grade. My comp is Brian Arakpo because I couldn't think of a good one, and he's kind of the same size. And I went to the same school. Four for me is Jalen Phillips from Miami. Uh, early second round grade. Uh, this The top four is is a bit of a stab up from the rest. Um, uh, my comp is Montez Sweat. Three for me is Jason Oway. Uh, I got a 25 to 40 grade, so borderline first. Uh, like I said, my comp is Daniel Hunter. And then we get to the top two. Uh, number two for me. By the way, basically a coin toss. They grade out so similarly. Uh, both both in that twenty to thirty two grade, so late first round grade. Um, two for me, I went with Quiddy Pay. Um, I I tried to go outside the box with my comp a bit. Uh, Brian Robinson, bit of a bit of a mini throwback forgotten guy that was really good. And number one for me uh, from Georgia, Aziz Ojulari. Like I said, twenty to thirty two late round grade, and I, I'm kind of copying and pasting with the Yannick and Gawkway comp. It's, it's hard to, with just the way he's built, it's hard to find yeah, a I know better. Comp, I guess. Yeah. No, uh, I although I, 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 I might say Lance Zero, Zero Line, uh, Joey Porter comp is pretty fun. It's 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 fun. I I don't know if I, I agree with it, but it's fun. Um. Okay. So always where we differ the most. Obviously, you have him three. I have him six. Uh, five for me is Boogie Basham, thirty eighth on my board. I absolutely love him. Uh, Zadarius Smith comp, who's like my favorite player in the NFL. <laughs> um, four, Joseph Asai of Texas, 26 on my board with a Bud Dupree comp. Three, Quiddy Pay, 23rd on the board, Cam Jordan comp. Uh, two, Azizo Jalare, 21st, Yannick Ngakwe. And then Jalen Phillips is one, 15th on my board uh, with the Daniel Hunter comp. You're really high on Jalen Phillips. I fucking love him. I, there's a lot to like. There's a lot to like. And he... he he might, I don't know, because this kind of all the top guys do. But he's got a really high floor and a really high ceiling. <laughs> he's he's a very good football player. And like we said, it's just the weird path, the injury history. It was an ankle, wrist, and concussions. Um, 
it's just we, we've talked about him already. Um, he's really interesting. He should be uh, like going higher than Gregory Roussel. He should be a first round pick, even though I got an early second. Like, really, realistically, he should be a first round pick. And I, I don't. I hey, we did. I had him with the Bills last week. I, I think he's going to end up as a first round pick, but um, we'll see. Okay, let's talk about the two guys we haven't talked about yet. Uh, Boogie Basham and Joseph Masai, who are two of my favorite players in the class. Uh, let's start with Boogie, who tested phenomenally, mm-hmm. is built like a truck. Yep. Um, his hands are awesome. His leverage is awesome. Not the greatest speed rusher, but power rusher big time. Uses that that explosiveness um, to create leverage or power through leverage. Um, lacks some bend. Yeah. Another guy who plays really hard, really strong at the point of the attack, can anchor down, set the edge consistently, can play three tech, can play five tech. Yeah. I think Boogie Basham's a really safe player. I think he would be a perfect Baltimore Raven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, everything you said. Um, like like he, he ran a four six, which kind of came out of nowhere. But you see the closing speed uh, on the QB sometimes. Uh, the, the the Trevor Lawrence when he sacked Trevor Lawrence in Clemson, you saw him close a, a big gap, and obviously Trevor Lawrence is a good athlete. Um, yeah, you can see the, the lack of the bend. I don't think there's big – like, Tesla, not big-time explosion. explosion. Um, you know what? I, I'd like to see one thing he should really be able to clean up easy that kind of bugged me on tape was um, when it, when he's playing the run, sometimes I feel like he's more focused on getting off his man rather than getting to the ball, if that makes sense. Like, so he's got to do better, like, locating the football and, and, you know, stacking and shedding. Even though he's, he's not bad at that, it's just like – Working towards the football rather than um, just trying to beat his guy, if, if that makes sense to you, Robert Paul. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm a big fan of Boogie Basham as well. But yeah. And then Osai. Osai is balls to the wall, freak athlete, who's raw as hell. Um, yeah. Hands are a work in progress. Obviously, moved to being a full time edge rusher just this year, which was a smart move to make some money. T- took him long um, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Was playing more of a hybrid off ball linebacker role prior to that. But, but yeah, it makes me like him more, to be honest. Yeah, fair. Um, he he also sets the edge really well and really consistently. Yeah, no, no for, for sure. Um, another guy he who needs. Go ahead. He 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 can win with speed. He can win with power. Um, it's just the hands. Uh, to like to me, I I think he's worthy of a like I don't have a first round grade, but he's in my top thirty two. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really like him. I really like all of my guys in my top five. Yeah, like he's he's another guy with a just a endless motor. Um, uh, and, apparently, and, 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 I sorry, one last thing, uh, because I love Bud Dupree so much. The but the Bud Dupree comp came because Bud Dupree was you were banking a guy who played hard as hell with all this athleticism, but was mm-hmm. raw. And Bud Dupree, I mean, there was there was a point. Obviously, as a Steelers fan, there was a point yeah. when people thought. Like, after his first two years, like, this guy's not really working out. And obviously, certainly he worked out. Um, he, once he learned to use his hands, because mm-hmm. he had heavy hands, he just didn't have much of a repertoire or a plan. I think once a side kind of puts that together, like, yeah. the sky's the limit. Yeah. And speaking of that, um, apparently he's a super hard worker, high football passion. So when you get a guy that's endless motor, uh, loves the sport, it works his ass off. Um, has only been playing the position really for one year. Um, has all the athletic traits. Uh, that's all together. It's just you got to get him in. You got to co- coach him up. 
Uh, and and yeah, I think he's going to develop into a really good football player. Like you got a Bud Dupree comp. I got a press, uh, Brian Arakbo comp, who both really, Brian really Arakbo. good guys. Yeah, Brian uh, kind of underrated at, at this point in time. But, yeah, but to, really he's going to be a good player. football player. Uh, okay, before uh, – do, do you want to say anything else about anybody before we jump to our NFC East uh, mock draft? No, I think I think we did pretty pretty good there. Let's 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 move on. Uh, okay, let's let's. Uh, you're starting with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, uh, they're picking ten. Uh, I'm I'm sticking with the long time comp. They they need uh, comp the, the long time pick here mock pick. Uh, they need help in the secondary. I'm uh, I'm going to get them Patrick Sertain. Um, maybe not the time to talk about it, but Caleb Fairley with that the back uh, surgery. Uh, he, he might be slipping down boards right now. Um, it's kind of between Horn and Sertain now, I think. But I'm taking Patrick Sertain. I'm, I'm sticking him in. We got the Bama duo playing corner. I, fit, I think he fits that Dan Quinn uh, style of defense. Uh, you plug him. You don't. I don't think you think twice about that one. Uh, 44. Hey, I I like this one. I I want to get him Boogie Basham. I think if you bring Boogie in, that brings that whole uh, pass rush together and. Maybe not together. There's still a couple of pieces, but you know the the outside ability, the inside ability. They they have holes at both. I think Boogie can just really really solidify that uh that uh that, that defensive front, and that's at 44 in the second round. Uh, coming into the third round, 75th overall, not enough on the defensive front. I'm going to get them another piece, another high effort guy, Tommy Togiai. Put him in the middle. Uh, Tristan Hill can go fuck himself. <laughs> Togiai Togiai's Kind of honestly, kind of similar idea, but better football player. Uh, bring him in, leave him in the middle there. Uh, you don't have to think twice. 99th overall, I don't, I don't know. I think he might go higher than this, but this is about where I have him. And I, like, I think he's going to be a top 100 pick guaranteed. Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa. Um, guaranteed top 100 guys. So I'm putting 99 because I have him the early fourth. But maybe, maybe, maybe not him specifically, but in this range. Um, get one of these tackles with with big athletic traits um, that you can kind of groom to, to be uh, the 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 Tyron Smith replacement down the line, and if you incur all these injuries again, you can pl- plug them in a, in a pinch. Good draft, well done. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, Giants, eleventh uh, overall, Micah Parsons because mm. Dave Gettleman. Yeah. Um, position value doesn't matter. They, I th- ignoring that piece of it, um, I think he would fit really nicely beside Blake Martinez, who's more of a classic run stuffer, organize the defense. Yeah. Mike, well, Micah Parsons can can rush the passer, which is something they also need, um, yeah. but also be a sideline to sideline run defender and, and just inject more athleticism into that linebacker group. Uh like it honestly would not be a bad pick to take Michael Parsons. Eleventh, hey, listen to the next show where we talk about Michael Parsons. Um, second round, they can use a starting center. How about friend of the show Quinn Miners at forty second overall? I think he would plug and play. Uh, they're they're obviously focused on putting more athleticism and youth into that offensive line. Uh, he adds both. He's a freaky athlete and just a freaking hog molly who's been shooting up the board and. I think this is a re- like this is really his range is right about here. I I think like that could be one to like obviously we, we saw the rookies playing a lot last year and not playing too great and even Will Hernandez hasn't lived up to his uh, potential really. Um, bringing in like you know that that studly center 
uh, could could be the thing to just kind of tie it all together. And I know we say that a lot, but uh, it happens. <laughs> and, and when you guy when you have guys that you know are talented on on the off the line, it's just not there yet. Um, it could just really unlock it. Seventy six overall, Deo Odeyingbo. I don't know if I said that right. For Vandy, we talked about him already, but they they need. I think they need a more um, or a safer bet on the edge. And like Lorenzo yeah. Carter, full of athleticism and upside. With Shane Zimini's has flashed a little bit. But get a guy who can move around that front, who adds a lot of power in, in run defending chops. Um, and it's never a bad thing to have three young edge rushers. Uh, agree. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Uh, I. I like the take that they need a guy that can kind of just uh, like a get it done kind of guy. Exactly. Um, okay, Eagles, go ahead. Twelfth uh, overall, I think for Philly, the first two picks in whatever order uh, needs to be wide receiver and corner. So it's I think it's really just um, if one of the top three wide receivers are still there, uh, you're taking them. And in this situation, Jalen Waddle's there. I'm taking Jalen Waddle. I'm not thinking twice about it. <laughs> I guess he's a little bit in the Rager mold, or Rager's a little bit in his mold, but top-end speed, and you're not going to have to design the ball to him as much. Um, he's your wide receiver one. You don't think about it. You need help. Get him done. Um, second round, 37th overall. This is where you get your corner. And just because I wanted to bring him to the Eagles, uh, Asante Samuel Jr. Asante Samuel was, uh, was awesome for the Eagles. Get his son. What can go wrong? You're desperate for the help in the secondary. He's pretty versatile. Um, you're gonna find a home for him. He's gonna be a starter, plug and play wherever you end up, uh, wherever you end up putting him, inside or outside. Um, and because you have holes at both. Seventieth um, overall, this is a guy that I'm not too sure where, um, where where you're gonna see him go yet. But I like this fit a lot. So I kind of maybe maybe I stretch it a bit. But I used a couple of mock draft uh, generators, and and he was there. So. Jabril Cox from uh, the linebacker from LSU, uh, formerly North Dakota State. I like that fit a lot. I think he's kind of like the the guy that these Eagles have been trying to search for at linebacker because the linebacker business has been shit. We know they don't like to spend uh, premium picks, but uh, at 70, if you're getting a guy like Jabril Cox with the range and the athleticism, uh, I think that's plug and play for them. Okay, I I, I went pretty chalky. I kept it pretty simple. I'm going to go to left field here. 84th overall from the Colts for Carson Wentz, so this all just lines up perfectly. Uh, someone's going to bet on Davis Mills in the top 100. No, boo, gross. I'm, I'm putting him here. I don't think he's a top 100 guy, but Jalen I'm putting Hurst, him. baby. Okay. We know the Eagles are not afraid to take quarterbacks when they have one. It, it, wasn't... I, 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 it just seems so stupid that you would – like, not you, I, I – I fully could see this happening, yeah, what you're yeah. saying. But <laughs> it just seems dumb to two years in a row bet on a day two quarterback. Like, you know what I mean? The frequency in which that actually works out to the point they become a quarterback you feel comfortable can win the Super Bowl. Like, Derek Carr is, was a second-round pick. Derek Carr is a, in quotations, franchise quarterback. But do we really think he can win a Super Bowl? No, right? Like you have to be a top ten quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So it just uh, and again, I'm not criticizing your pick because I can totally see this happening. Yeah, the, I, the NFL just needs to fix that thought. I, guess. I know you got riled up because I put this in your head and you're like, "Fuck, this is gonna happen." No, yeah, they just feel like the team. That's we we've heard the stuff about Jalen Hurts that 
They don't sound they're compl- like completely sold on him in the least. Um, Good job, I don't think. Howie. Yeah. Uh, also, like he feels like a little bit in that fool's mold, and <laughs> like I just see like him being like they're like he's. We've seen the franchise do it. If you if you throw it back like multiple times, just you have a quarterback and trying to bring in another, uh, Kevin Cobb, right? They did the same fucking thing, right? Like yeah. it's just. It's just like the I don't know. This feels Eagles. This popped in my head. I'm like, it's not the right pick for them, but it feels like it's gonna. It's got a chance to happen. Love it. Okay, Washington football team, 19th overall. Unless one of the quarterbacks falls to them, mm. which seems extremely unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Just to me, you invest in your offensive line. Take Christian Darasaw. Keep him like close that. to home. You can play him at guard. You can play him at tackle. Like, I think he's a tackle, but if they feel comfortable with Cornelius Lucas at tackle, they also need a guard. So mm-hmm. just take – he would also probably be the best player available at that point. Um, so take him. Uh, I like that 51st, pick. they signed Curtis Samuel. They have Terry McLaurin. They signed Adam Humphreys. No harm in continuing to add to your receiver core. If Diami Brown's on the board at 51, get a deep threat who isn't a one-trick pony, though. He he's a he's we talked about uh, on a receiver show how he improved as a route runner. He's really physical in the run game too. Yeah, and, and he attacks the football. And I think like Curtis Samuel is a bit of a bet because we he's been on a Ron Rivera team where it didn't work before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I I don't think kind of hedging your bet by drafting Miami Brown would be a bad thing. Plus. Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel could play in the slot. Diami Brown can can be on the outside. Like, not a bad thing having him. Yeah, it's, it's Paul Richardson. Round. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, third round. Now you can add to your already pretty impressive defense. You have a need at linebacker. If Pete Werner's there at seventy four, I think that that's a slam dunk. Uh, again, we'll talk about him on the next show. But great athlete who can play on all three downs and special teams. Um, and, and they don't have a clear cut, like trustworthy starting inside linebacker right now. Yeah, uh, I think Pete Warner teaming him with Cole Holcomb. I think that'd be a smart move. John Bostic can't play on passing downs. Mister Boom Bostic. Uh, and, and then eighty second. Um, this one I, I debated a little bit. I ended up just putting Ardarius Washington from TCU, a guy who could, who's a nickel safety, can can help at either spot preferably as a nickel and be used kind of as a nickel weapon um more of a chess piece almost in that secondary mm-hmm. you, you're set on the outside like you got fuller you got william jackson fuller could play inside as well you you've got uh jimmy uh moreland as well who aj loves um i do <laughs> cameron curl emerged last year at safety and obviously they have landon collins but again never a bad thing adding adding a def- defensive back who can kind of move around Washington's kind of a, a hard team to to draft yeah. for. It's like they the have one. I was certain they need like that they need to take off ball linebacker and win these four picks. Yeah, and I I like because that 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 pick nineteen. It feels like they can go in so many directions. Um, if it's not quarterback, which I don't think it's going to be, just because they'll be gone. I, I think tackles the right one, especially if Darius there. That, that feels like a slam dunk to me. Plus the geography of it all, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. That. Exactly. Uh, okay, next show: linebackers, AFC North. Good work. I'm right? proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. All right. Well, I'll talk to you then because we only talk when we do the show. So.
<laughs> I don't even know you outside of the show. I've never met you in real life before. Pretty cool. Bye.